Dynasty Day here on BTPFS. Jake and I are just so excited for all the all the dynasty players that have just been hounding me to do a dynasty episode. Well, here it is. It is your your lucky day. Vernon Jake here. Jake, what's up? Ready to talk some dynasty? Let's do it. We have a dynasty mailbag today. And as hyped up yesterday, we had a ton of questions, and there are a ton of questions. 16 questions ready to go. Thank you so much for submitting your questions. If you want to submit your questions for anything fantasy football related, just there's an email that's right in the episode description. Just send send it an email, and your question, more likely than not, will be answered at some point. So before we get into the questions, I do want to do a, a, do a thing. And it was something that I wasn't planning on doing, but I'm going to do it anyway. I want to go through our top 10 rookie ranks. So before we even, because I know everyone has their rookie drafts either this week or this weekend or within the next week or so, people are going to be diving into their uh, their rookie drafts. And we actually did not get a question specifically aimed at what's your top 10 for rookie ranks. Did not get a question like that. So figure right now, let's just go through the rookie ranks. Um, I do my ranks in full PPR for for Dynasty. I know some like to do it in half, others like to do it in non. But my ranks, I usually I, I usually do them for redraft in half. But for for Dynasty, I do it in full PPR. Yeah, I mean, I do it in full PPR for everything. So beautiful. So then we'll be able to compare and contrast on a very similar level. Um, so Jake, I mean, do you want? Do you just want to give your ten and then do your little? Uh, just give a little explanation. Sure. I mean, I, I usually do mine just based off of. I don't do this whole projection thing, like oh, one day he'll be the starter. What? No, like there, there's a whole nother draft. There could be a generational talent out there that could throw that all away. So I'm looking for guys that will help me win now and the fastest. I, I don't believe in this. I don't believe in all that. So I'm going with. I'll start from 10 to 1 or 1 to 10, sure. whatever. 10 to 1. 10 to 1. I have at number 10, James Cook, the running back from the new Buffalo Bills. I don't know why I said new, but whatever. Uh, it, 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 it means at, the same. They're brand new. At, <laughs> at 9, I have Jamison Williams of the, the Detroit Lions. At number 8, I have Drake London, now of the Falcons. At 7, this is kind of the curveball here. Well, I'm sure we'll get into it i have damian pierce running back now of the houston texans at number six i have Traylon burks of the titans wide receiver at number five i have christian watson of the packers and then at number four i have chris Olave. at number three i have garrett wilson of the jets number two i have Brees hall as the jets i know that's probably the 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 topic we're going to start with and then at number one i have kenneth walker of the seattle seahawks yeah we are very 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 different and i and i i like it i like it so at number 10 i did make this move today Uh, i did go for tyler algier with the atlanta falcons i did finally put him in my in my top 10 over george pickens who was uh 11 for me was previously uh 10 but i did move algier with the news that mike davis is being released by the Falcons, moot point. I don't expect that to. I don't expect Algier to become the workhorse guy. I think he's going to split with Cordero Patterson. I also think that the Falcons are going to bring in somebody else. So just keep an eye out for that. I do not think that they roll with 
the Cordero Patterson hybrid thing that they were going with last year and Algier is the, are their only options. But as things currently stand, I would have Algier as a top 10 option if things were to remain as such, even though I don't think that it will. Uh, number nine, I have Sky Moore from the Kansas City Chiefs. Number eight, I made this move today as well. I have Garrett Wilson with the New York Jets. Seven, I have Christian Watson with the Green Bay Packers. Six, I have Jameson Williams with the Detroit Lions. Five, Chris Olave with the New Orleans Saints. Number four, Traylon Burks with the Tennessee Titans. Three, Drake London with the Atlanta Falcons. Two, Kenneth Walker with the Seahawks. And number one, Brees Hall with the New York Jets. Okay. So uh, before we get into the, the mailbag, there's one thing that I want to I want to ask you, and that is with Garrett Wilson. I have I don't have an issue with him necessarily being high because yeah sure, there, there you, there's the appeal. I know you are Jets guy. I get it. I get it. Even though I'm not saying it's biased or anything, but you put him at three for a reason. Why did you put him at three? Well, I'm telling you right now it, it kind of just goes hand in hand with how you believe about Zach Wilson. Like I think the jets are going to score a lot of points this year. I really do. I think that offense will be taking that step to where we look at maybe not necessarily like a Kansas city or a Buffalo, but I think we look into that. We, we're going to start saying in fantasy pretty soon, like I want that jets offense. I know that sounds like a foreign concept, but you look at their offense, you can't really tell me where they have a hole on, on offense. Like, if Zach Wilson is halfway decent, this offense will finish inside the top 15 this year. It's got that type of potential on paper. Right. And that, and that's why I have Garrett Wilson down is because uh, and I don't, I'm not saying that I don't think Zach Wilson will be good. I think he will be, but I need to see it. And last year at the end of the year, he showed that promise, but it was a up and down injury riddled year for Zach Wilson. I want to see it first. And I just think with Drake London, Atlanta, Burks and Tennessee, those are two guys that are going to have immediate opportunities to produce. Say what you want about the situation, especially in Atlanta with, with Mariota. But the last time that we saw Marcus Mariota as a full-time starter, Rashard Matthews was a top 20 wide receiver in full point PPR. We've seen him produce good receivers before, despite my qualms, but Mariota being a good quarterback, as we have discussed time and time again, but he, he has supported fantasy receivers before. It's not a foreign concept at all. So for me, I just think the opportunity with London Burks and even Olave. Um, right away are more appealing than Garrett Wilson, Jamison Williams, even Sky Moore, and even Christian Watson to an extent. I know we had the conversation um, on Basement Talk podcast yesterday about Christian Watson and how you know you kind of turned me on to the whole idea of Alan Lazard actually being the receiver to to have in Green Bay over a guy like Christian Watson. And while Christian Watson, I think, will be good in in, in due course, I don't know if it's going to happen right away just because it is Aaron Rodgers. He makes yeah. a mistake and then Christian Watson is in the doghouse. So it's worth trying to find out my opinion with Watson. That's why oh, absolutely. I, I have him up there. And with Garrett Wilson, just to get back to what you're saying, I got news to you, man. Jets offense is better than both those offenses that you just outlined. Is it like it's better than Atlanta? It may be better Atlanta. I don't think it's better than Tennessee. We're talking it's better. I, I think it's better than the Titans. I without mm. AJ Brown. I, I, I mean, obviously, there's no Derrick Henry walking through that door, but I mean, what are the other pass catchers looking like? What tight ends do they have? Well, that's the point. There's more opportunity. Offensive line. There's, there's more opportunity in, in, in Tennessee with Burks, which I which I like over with Garrett Wilson. Where you have Garrett Wilson, he's he's in a massive crowded offense, which is right. good. But... Sure, what about Robert Woods? Sure, 
Sure, but there is a guarantee that Robert Woods is going to start the year. Coming off a torn ACL, he's got to work his way back. So they yep. put him in high leverage spots where Burks, I think you just put him up, put him in the slot. You can put him outside, and he's a big play waiting to happen. I will say, however, that I do get a little nervous with Burks just because of the whole Ryan Tannehill potentially handing the reins over to Malik Willis sort of thing. If you're telling me that Malik Willis is going to be the starter of this football team by week 10, I would not be as enthused about Burks. I also worry about Traylon Burks being the number one receiver, whereas Garrett Wilson, the pressure's not on him as much as it is with Traylon. Traylon Burks is replacing A.J. Brown right now. Yeah, but we, I think we also know what this what the team wants to do, and that's run the ball with Derrick Henry that yeah, sets up the, the passing team. game. And, and all it takes for Burks is one big play, and and, and boom, you know that, that's the that's team it. can't play for him though. I mean, no, it's true. Like, I I don't know. I just I like the situation a lot, but I really like where the Jets are going with their offense right now, and I think we're gonna start. And we've seen plenty of good. I, I know you like Elijah Moore, but listen, we've seen duos in fantasy football put up numbers right We've oh sure Rocket, sure I, Metcalf, I, you the, know the what i'm crowded, saying the crowded offense is not really the qualm that i that i have the biggest issue with the biggest issue that i really have with the jets offense is trusting zach wilson and yeah. I, I haven't seen it yet and, and i trust them so i guess that's kind of where we disagree yeah yeah it's where we disagree and i will always go for the guy that has the immediate route to production in burks in london in Olave over my favorite receiver in this draft, Jameson Williams in Detroit, who there are a lot of mouths to feed in Detroit. Jameson Williams think that's the same problem as Garrett Wilson does with the Jets, where there are a lot of mouths to feed. You don't know what this offense is going to be, but I think there's high, a higher upside with Garrett Wilson in New York than there is with Jameson Williams with the Lions, because I think the Lions could be just downright awful. Whereas yeah. the Jets, they could be, they, they, they should be, should be a team that, that are on the come up and should win more games than they did last year. They're probably a six, seven win team. I don't know if the Lions are even a five win team, quite honestly. And also, Dan Campbell, is he really going to produce the next passer for the Detroit Lions after Jared Goff? Mm, probably Dan not. Campbell? Yeah. Probably not. Probably not. That's another thing to worry about. And then you have a Monroe St. Brown. And also not to mention Jameson Williams is hurt right now too. Like, do you really yeah. want to draft a guy high that you're not really going to have like, your season can be sure. over it's fair point. by the time he gets back. So it's a fair point. that's like a real thing in fantasy. I mean, yeah, in real life, it's like a whole different story, but in fantasy, like I kind of want a guy that's going to be ready to go for week one. I don't want to just throw away, throw away a year. I would also say if you're taking Jameson Williams, you have to have a pretty safe and secure receiver room. You need to have guys that you know, or if Jameson Williams, it, let's just say worst case scenario goes on the pop and he misses the first six weeks. You need to have guys that are going to be ready to go that can, that can fill in that need for your first round rookie pick. And I mean, I'm also, this is also really projecting further down the lines. I take everything into account. I take future production and current production for this year and next into very much the, the picture when evaluating the rookies. If the lines are bad, if the lines are bad, bad, like I think they're going they're to rush them. They're not going to rush them, number one. But number two, I would be I would take a year of no Jamison Williams if it means that next year the Lions are bad. That this year the Lions are bad. Next year they get a high draft pick. And next year they get Bryce Young to come in and you have Bryce Young with Jamison Williams. Yep, I'll take that. I would I would take that yep. risk if you can guarantee that to me. I know it's a, it's a big guarantee to make. 
But it's a pretty big one. It's a very big one with a lot of moving parts. I know. But if that is the way that the Lions are potentially going to be, where they're going to be in a position to take uh, a Bryce Young, a CJ Stroud next year, Bryce Young really is the one that I want because I don't think CJ Stroud is that good. And this is coming from an Ohio State guy. But I don't think Bryce Young is that good. I think you, I think Bryce Young is better than, than CJ Stroud. I don't know if Bryce Young's better than Tua right now. I think he's better than Tua, but then again, I'm uh, not I'm not a Tua guy. A lot of pe- a lot of people love Tua too the year before he came out. They I think Bryce Young, it was tank for Tua. And I think Bryce is a better passer though than than Tua is. I'm not sure about that. Well, let's go right into the mailbag. So 16 questions. Where do you want to start? Let's go with number seven. Number seven. This is from James. Jake, where or where is James from? Kicking off our first fantasy mailbag of the uh, new year with Portland, Oregon. Oh, what a beautiful our place. Hub. What a beautiful place. Portland, Portland, Oregon. They're doing mock drafts as we speak. They're just getting all the mock drafts ready, ready to go. Portland, we love Portland. Great place. So James asks, in a full PPR dynasty league, which, yes, this is a dynasty mailbag, so I hope it is a dynasty league, James, what could I get for C.D. Lamb right now? It's a very vague, very open sort of question. Like a one-for-one like one or like a – I think it's the, the, any, any scenario. I think it's any scenario under the sun. A, a good amount, you know. Yeah. You, you, um, you could, it, it depends what you're looking for. If you're looking for draft picks, that's one thing. If you're looking for players, that, that, that that's another thing. I mean, if you're looking for players, I mean, CeeDee Lamb is going to command a lot. Yeah, I, I would start with, I don't think he's worth a top three pick because of how much of a premium running backs are in fantasy. If that makes Great. sense in, in dynasty, the running backs are, are they're worth more if that makes sense, because they're yes. so hard to find. Yep. I agree. Um, so I would start with a pick between like five to eight or four to eight. And then just some other younger receivers that are either younger or like, uh, I'm going to rattle off some names here. Amon Ross St. Brown. That was the first name on my mind. The literally uh, the, the first one that I was going to say. Maybe Jalen Waddle. Maybe. Uh, if you want to go maybe a little bit older, it's not that sexier of a name, but he's still in the prime of his career playing for his cash this year too. I might add Terry McLaurin would be one, one that thinking. excites me. Michael yep. Pittman. Just think of the same draft class, maybe a, a draft class before that of young guys. Look at the redraft top five rounds. And kind of use that as a baseline um, to go off of for CD Lamb. So CD Lamb is my eighth ranked player in Dynasty for startups right now. That's low. That's pretty low. That's like the yeah. lowest I've heard for him. Yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty low on him in in Dynasty, but I also have a lot of the running backs ranked ranked pretty high. I have Javante Williams over him. I have DeAndre Swift over him. I go back and forth between him and McCaffrey. I have McCaffrey at seven, so it's. I've been flip. I've been flip flopping between the two, but I've Justin I, Jefferson, if, Jamar Chase above him. When I did when I do a dynasty draft, I have like a board, and there are some players that I don't even put on it. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. like I don't even put them on. I don't even rank them. 
because you just don't want him. Because like McCaffrey's a name wouldn't be on my board. Nope. No, he wouldn't be on my board either. Wouldn't be on yeah. my board either. But I do have him in the top ten. Uh, all things considering, I just would not take him. But C. But C. D. Lamb is my wide receiver three. He is behind Jefferson and behind Chase. And then after C. D. Lamb, it's Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, Stephon Diggs. If you could take, if I, okay, so if you had C. D. Lamb, and I offered you the one six and Michael Pittman for C. D. Lamb, would you take that? Uh, who am I getting at one six? If I go to my rookie ranks, I'll tell you Chris Olave. I mean, listen, you're telling me Garrett Wilson's going to go eighth in that rookie ranks. I would, I would do Garrett Wilson and, and okay, fine. Michael Set, Pittman. Fine. I would do Chris Olave too, for what it's worth. Yeah. I would take both the Ohio state guys and I would take Michael Pittman for CD lamb. Yeah. I think I would, if my team was devoid of talent and I needed guys to fill holes I think I would do it. Um, I would maybe try to get one of those running backs, to be honest with you. Look for maybe a Cam Akers, DeAndre Swift, maybe even a, a Travis. And an ETN is a little bit of a sneaky one um, for this year's dynasty formats. I would yes. try to get a running back because the chances are if you're trading CD Lamb, you probably need running backs. So maybe go for one of those first to third year type of guys that haven't gotten big thing in dynasty. Never trade for guys that have gotten their first contracts at the running back position. I would get those guys looking to get that first contract and then some as well um, as a starting point. Correct. And I, I do have DeAndre Swift as a top five player. So if you could, if you have a running back need and you have a lot of receivers and you wanted to do CD Lamb for DeAndre Swift straight up and then maybe try and get a pick out of the Swift manager, it may not be a bad idea. Because they're they're pretty even in terms of value that I have them in, in, in dynasty uh, formats for ETN. I have Travis ETN as my forty fifth overall player, just over Ezekiel Elliott, who I, I just go very much back and forth on. You know why why should I have him in my top fifty? Besides his name being Ezekiel Elliott, I'm not quite sure. But then it's like after look after that it's Aaron Jones, Brees Hall, Josh Jacobs, AJ Dillon, and James Conner out of the uh, running backs that are available. So you know you you really do start a, it's like a tier drop off because my forty third overall player is like my last running back and like that elite tier. I wouldn't say elite. I would say very good to lower level great tier in Elijah Mitchell, and then you get to the Travis Etienne Zeke. Jones, Hall, Jacobs, Dylan, Connor tier that I was talking about a lot of unproven things that could have some things working against them. But uh, yeah, I mean, there are a ton of combinations that you could, that you could do if you really wanted to trade CD lamb, which I mean, I, I should have started off with this point. Why would you want to trade CD lamb right now? I could be, could have no running backs. I mean, that's, that's a lot of people with the sure. dynasty is the running backs. I'm telling you they're, they're hard. They are. Yeah. If you start your startup draft and like things don't work out, the running backs, you're not going to have a good team because well, there's no help coming unless well, you trade I mean, a receiver. I'm, I'm looking at my ranks right now. You have the top two that are running backs with Hall and Walker, and then overall three to ten, no three to nine are receivers. Then it's Algier at ten, and then it's eleven, twelve receiver, and then running back the rest of the way in the in, in kind of the teens. 
So it's a matter of if you're not getting Brees Hall, Kenneth Walker, Tyler Algier, or a Damian Pierce who you like for a running back, you're going to take receiver because it's just it's just such a juiced up receiver class and running backs, like you said, they're very, very hard to come by. Yeah, which is why I think it's smart to maybe trade C.D. Lamb for like one of those running backs we mentioned and a first-round pick to just replace him with another young receiver. Yeah, so I'll just I'll do one more, run it by you. If uh, if I offered you one ten and mm, one ten and Kamara for CD Lamb, would you do it? Yeah, I, I think I one ten. One ten. I don't. I don't know. I no. I, I don't think I'd do that. Kamara is like what 26, 27 now. I have him at twenty four. Oh, age-wise. Like age, age, age. Oh, oh, oh I, thought you were, I thought you were talking about uh, where he was in my ranks. Oh, apologies. Um, he's 26. 26. I think I'd pass. It'd be a tough one. It'd be a tough one. I think I, if, if the pick is like a one eight one nine, I would be more inclined to do it. But for, for a 110, eh. Because you're also giving CeeDee Lamb to a team that nearly won a championship or did win a championship. So, eh, I don't know. I I wish you luck with trying to deal trying to deal CeeDee and getting the right value for him because someone's going to just try and fleece you for, uh, for CeeDee. So don't, yeah. don't give in. Listen to what we say. Yeah, I, I don't – I would not advise trading CeeDee unless you're getting a package that is just incredible and you – would be dumb to say no personally okay seven is gone uh let's go with nine number nine this is from frankie jake where is frankie from reno nevada reno nevada frankie asks with the 49ers drafting tyrian davis price should i look to sell elijah mitchell absolutely not I couldn't agree more. I initially maybe, maybe draft him, but like no. Initially, I had I had some worry about Elijah Mitchell, just because oh the 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 Niners spending another premium uh, pick on a running back, fuck. But Elijah Mitchell was great for them last year. Yeah, he had his injury hiccups along the way, but at the end of the year, he was fantastic. And I mean, they spent what, a fourth-round pick last year, third-round pick on Trey Sermon? Yeah. And he was worthless. He was absolutely worthless. I think that's more to do with Trey Sermon being terrible. True. Because they probably don't want to hand Elijah Mitchell the ball 30 times a game like they did in the playoffs. No, and especially if they are going to go away from Debo being that hybrid running back receiver sort of thing that they were doing last year just to keep him happy and keep him in town, then you're going to see probably more of a committee with – Price and Mitchell, but is it something where Price is going to come in and take over for Elijah Mitchell? No, no, no way. I still expect Mitchell to be the main the main ball carrier in this offense. Probably a 60-40, 65-35 split, but not enough for me to really you know hit the panic button on Elijah Mitchell. Oh uh, no, not at all. Now, not at me, all. Now let me ask you this: just a per- a personal question for me, because you know I just I love bouncing things off of you. So I have to, I have a, I have a dilemma in my in my keeper league. I have to make a decision right now, but it's just something that I'm you know mulling over as we're getting you know closer to the uh, to really being go time. 
I have a choice. I'm keeping Cam Akers for a 14th, which, you know, both you and I, Cam Akers, great guy. And I have one more keeper spot. It's between Elijah Mitchell for an eighth or DK Metcalf for a ninth. Elijah Mitchell. That is what I was considering, yes. You literally don't need to worry about You could just feast on receivers, too. And the thing is, I have the fifth overall pick. So I could very easily take a take a Najee Harris or a Dalvin Cook or someone like that, have three running backs right there, and the rest of the way with an extra third and an extra fourth round pick, just go crazy on receiver. Yeah, and you can even swing one of the, the top tier tight ends too. Well, that's the problem is Andrews is being kept and Kelsey might be kept as well. I would still I would still swing on a George Kittle. Kittle being kept. Kittle being kept. I mean, yeah, Kittle. Kittle's being kept for I think like eleventh, something stupid. Kyle Pitts, not being kept. That could be an option. That could that could definitely be an option. But yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad we see the same way. I'm glad we see the yeah. same way about Elijah Mitchell. I, that I will makes not, me happy. I will not own D. <clears throat> Sorry. No, it's believe me. I, I, will, I was doing this all last week, so I don't blame I, you. I know. I'm yeah. These allergies are killing me. No, it's, um, it's I will terrible. not be Zyrtec. I will not be having DK Metcalf or any Seattle Seahawk pass catcher on my fantasy team this year. I no second that way. Motion. I second the motion, sir. There's no way. Seven, nine are gone. Let's go with number two. The captain, Derek Jeter. This is from Charles. Jake, where's Charles from? Bronx, New York. Charles Jeter. Charles Jeter. What a guy. Great guy. Charles asks, Am I crazy for liking John Mechie more than David Bell, George Pickens, and Jahan Dotson, and to take him at 112 in my rookie draft this weekend in half PPR? Uh, you, you, you lost me. Once you start bringing up Pickens and even Dotson, even though I don't love Dotson too much, but Texans receiver, hurt. No, not a first. No. Mm-mm. Nope. Not David Bell, either. though, you have a case. I mean, David. I think David Bell kind of sucks, but um, yeah, Bell, yes, yeah, I could see that. But the other two, y- yeah, don't do that. Yeah, I have Mechie below all of them. I, I have Bell at – I have Mechie at 18. I have Bell at 17. I have Dotson at 12 and Pickens at 11. So, yeah, no, you're, you're, you're crazy. No. You're crazy. Don't do that. Don't do that. No, thank you. Two seven nine. Gun. Uh, four. Four. This is from Lucas. Lucas is from Stockholm, Sweden. Uh, Lucas asks, "How do I approach taking a quarterback in rookie drafts this year when most consensus ranks have them so low?" I mean, if if you play in the super flex, you have to take Kenny Pickett first, I would think. No, I mean, yeah, yep. Depending on what other quarterbacks you have, but um. Yeah, it's a really good question. I think the only one that really warrants a second-round pick to me is Kenny Pickett. Um, I would feel comfortable using like a mid-second on him if I needed a quarterback maybe earlier in the second round, maybe trade up just to secure it. But if you need a quarterback and Kenny Pickett is your answer, that's a bad sign to say the least. Not great. I, I would try maybe trading for somebody a little bit better. But, yeah, I mean, but in the third round, I, I would feel comfortable taking a stab on like a Malik Willis or a Corral. Quarterbacks are, are good to have in Dynasty, even if you think you're set. When you get into the third round, 
there's a good chance that whoever you take in the third round doesn't even stick on your roster for most of the season. That's true. If you're, if you're telling me that I'm taking a stab on a quarterback and, you know, there, there's some – something could be – you never know. He can, you really never know with these quarterbacks. I think it's always worth taking a quarterback every single year of your dynasty draft, to be honest. You kind of be in like a, a factory of those because they, they could come in handy. Yeah, I completely agree. Just taking taking stabs, you know, taking lottery shots at at quarterback is usually the way that I would go as well. And you know, in regards to how you would draft them, you draft based on need. That's how you do it in in rookie drafts. You draft the positions that you need while not be going crazy when it comes to to value. Now, with the with the quarterbacks, I have them all in round three. So, say you're. Say you're at the back end of round two. Say you're one of the top. You say you have one of the top three overall picks. You get a Hall Walker or insert any receiver here, right? And then you come back in round two, and you're talking about maybe maybe you take a shot with an Isaiah Spiller or an Alec Pierce or a Jalen Tolbert. Then right at round three, you could take one of those quarterbacks there, or you take one of those quarterbacks in round two at the back end of round two just so you know that you have one. That's not a bad thing to do. Or even if you're in the middle and you know you have a pressing need at quarterback and you just took a Chris Olave in the first round, but you need a quarterback desperately, you could take a stab at Kenny Pickett. I, I'm, I'm pretty comfortable in saying I think Kenny Pickett is going to start at some point this year, if not in week one, where he could become worthwhile in a worthwhile streamer in redraft league. So in, in Dynasty – you know, you have that on your bench. You have that option. I mean, why not? I'm going to take a step yeah. out in the middle of round two. I, I, I have two third-round picks this year. There's a really good chance I take one of the quarterbacks with the earlier one that I have. Oh, I'm not surprised. And As, as you should, take a, st- take a stab on one. Yeah, take I think Matt Corral is going to start, too, this year at some point. Oh, more than likely. Yeah. I think, more- I think he's going to get in there. Yeah, I do, too. Whether he's ready or not is one thing, but he's probably going to get in there. Yeah. And if you're talking, you're telling me you have a young kid that can throw the ball with Christian McCaffrey pending he's healthy and the amount of weapons that they have in the passing game with DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson there. Yeah, I mean, it's not terrible. Not terrible with Corral. I mean, it's not something that I would think I would be so comfortable hanging my hat on if you desperately need a quarterback. But as a spot start, potentially, if he becomes the guy, yeah, why not? Why not? Worth the shot. Worth the shot, exactly. Two, four, seven, and nine. Let's go with 15. 15. This is from Mike. Jake, where's Mike from? Mike is from Phoenix, Arizona. Mike asks, what is the best way to tackle being in a start-up dynasty draft? We answer this question like four times a year. Oh, we do. We do. A long story short, just, just draft in August. And make sure you have the right people. That that's really like my two like that. There's really no other like secret sauce to it. No, and I would say just have the, have the long term future of these players in store. So, on top of you having your own dynasty ranks in front of you, it, just pick out guys that you're interested in and do contract research on them. Go to Spot Track, type those guys in, see what their contracts are looking like. Because if say like a Terry McLaurin, say you like him. Terry McLaurin could be a free agent at the end of the year. Same with DK Metcalf. If you like either one of those guys, you have to know they're going to be free agents at the end of the year. Do they stay in their current spots? Do they walk? If they walk, where did they go? Do they get a boost? Do they get a downgrade? 
a much more of a long-term thinking in, in mind in dynasty versus in in a keeper where you know you have long-term thinking in mind but you have options to throw guys back you know and, and in dynasty as you know you know you're basically keeping your entire team for the most part uh year to year so yeah there really isn't much um there isn't much else to say on top of what we've already said but it's just more of having long-term thinking in mind more than just the here and now and what happens with your team in the next nine ten months agreed do your homework and draft in august after the last preseason game. yeah yeah after the last preseason game two four seven nine fifteen uh eleven eleven this is from will will is from pensacola florida will asks which rookie tight end do you see being the best option right away that's a really good question. I know who mine is. Mine is Greg Dolchik. I, I was going to say him. I was thinking maybe Jelani Woods is a little interesting, too. That was my other option. Yes. What's the status on him? Is he ready or? He's ready. He's ready. No Jack Doyle anymore. It's I him know. And, him and I, Mo Ali Cox. With Matt Ryan, who loves throwing to his tight ends, too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sign me up. Mm-hmm. I was very close to putting him in the mix as well. And and I would also say don't don't sleep on McBride just because now that uh, DeAndre Hopkins is out with the uh, suspension, he'll miss six weeks. There's going to be a lot more targets now available for the Arizona Cardinals. So you can see a lot more two tight end sets. So, yeah, Zach Ertz is there. But we could see a lot of Trey McBride early on in the season for the Arizona Cardinals and say something happens to Zach Ertz. You know, McBride is in, is in such a good position to produce right away. So keep McBride in mind. But for me, when I saw that question immediately, it, it, my head went to uh, Dolchik and to um, Isaiah Likely. Oh, no, Jelani Woods, excuse me. Not Isaiah Likely, even though I love Isaiah Likely. Um, and I would even say keep Jeremy Ruckert in mind as well for, for the Jets, even though they have Uzama. Keep Ruckert in mind. He could be he could be a little dart throw, uh, late in uh, late in drafts. Two four seven nine eleven fifteen. Uh, one. Number one. This is from John Jake. Where's John from? Salt Lake City, Utah. John was offered the second overall choice in his rookie draft for the fifth overall choice, and Tyreek Hill. Do you do it? No, absolutely not. Not a chance. Not a shot. Not a chance. Not in this rookie draft, no. Would you would you do it if you have a pressing needed receiver? Oh, wait, from his end or I'm I'm just confused here. He would be getting the fifth overall and Tyreek Hill. Oh, yes, then I would do that. I, that's a horrible trade for whoever is getting the second overall pick for Tyreek Hill and the fifth overall pick. This isn't last year's class. There's no Jamar Chase in this class or Fair. The first three picks last year were truly special players. Like it was unfortunate what happened to Travis Etienne or Etienne or you know, even the first four players, right? You had Najee, you had uh, Jamar Chase, Kyle Pitts, Travis Etienne. Those guys are like bona fide studs from day one, right? This right. draft, I, I I don't see much of that. So what if the guy who's trading up and and I'm I'm trying just trying to make sense of it because for for me it I I'm saying no, but it's not because I hate it. It's because 
it just it doesn't move me in any way and there's something that i'm missing as yeah, to as to it. why this is being offered like does the does this guy not not john the guy who's offering this trade does he think that i mean is it for kenneth does he think kenneth walker is going to be there is there something else that i'm missing and that he knows that a Brees hall or somebody else is going at one and he yeah, wants I, kenneth I walker that, that bad at two no no way i do that trade if I'm the other kid, if I'm John getting to, if I'm getting Tyree kill in the fifth overall pick, yes, I'm doing that, but there's gotta I, be. I, I don't love it for the guy at fifth overall. And, and I think it's horrible. Tyree I think kill. that's for like, John, literally, I think it's great. Yeah. I, I don't know. That's a, that's pretty ridiculous to me. I'm sh- I, I'd be shocked if your league didn't veto that quite honestly. All right. So we have uh one, two, four, seven, nine, 11 and 15 gone. Three. Number three, this is from Alex. Alex is from Tucson, Arizona. I can't believe I picked this too, because I knew there was I knew there was an Arizona Cardinals question here, and I literally just said Tucson, Arizona, top of my head, and boom, we have our Cardinals question. Alex asked in a startup non PPR, thoughts on Hollywood Brown now that DeAndre Hopkins is out for six games. He's more appealing. Do I love or- him? Nope. It's it's a dynasty league though. Like I'm I'm thinking beyond in redraft. Like okay, yeah, like we could have a conversation about Hollywood. Maybe we draft them a lot higher than what we were thinking originally. But in dynasty, like I'm trying to think about the overall landscape of the league. Like I think DeAndre Hopkins has a lot of football left in him. I don't think that he has as long of a career as Hollywood Brown does. But I don't think that's to say like I would I'm I would take next three years of DeAndre Hopkins over the next five years of Hollywood Brown. Completely agree. Completely. So, like, what I would advise is is if there are people that are hot and heavy over Hollywood, try and make a deal. Like if you can go from Hollywood to uh, a Brandon Cooks or a Hollywood to a Gabe Davis or to an Allen Robinson or to here's one which I don't know I don't know if they're in very similar positions where they're kind of treading water a little bit. Would you do Hollywood for Lockett straight up? No, Lockett's getting a little older now. Yeah, he is. He is. No, I don't, I don't think I would take Lockett with, with Drew Locke. If Russ was still there, a different story. Um, would you do Hollywood for Darnell Mooney? No. I think I would. No. I, but you're I'm also not a, not a Bears guy. You're no, not a Bears I'm, guy. I, I'm not. I wouldn't do that. I was thinking more of like Hollywood for like. Hollywood for Devonta Smith. Yes. Yes, 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 absolutely. Like T. Higgins. Oh, I have T. Higgins high. I have Higgins. Where do I have T. Higgins? I have T. Uh, Higgins maybe, like 22nd overall. Maybe, maybe not to that like extent, like Jerry Judy. Uh, Yeah, I would do that. Guys like um, that. Cortland um, Sutton, his teammate. Yeah. I think it's a realistic scenario. I think that, I, that I think that's a realistic scenario is right. I, I agree. Rashad Bateman. Sure. Sure. I mean, if you can get Rashad Bateman, hell yeah. Hell yeah, I would do that. What about I'll give you one more. I'll just do if someone were to offer you a second round choice for Hollywood Brown, say it's uh two seven. Would you do it? No. Two seven. Would you do it for two three? No. Yeah, I, I think he's. I think he's worth the first round pick now. 
I think he's worth a, I think a late first is something I think I would do. If someone were to offer you the first pick in the second round, would you do it? Um, the, the winner of the league offers you the, fir- the first pick in the second round or the first pick or the last pick in the first round, whichever one you want, because they're yeah. basically the same to me. The 12. No, it's, it's, I don't think, I don't think it's the same. I think it's the same. I, I don't think so because the winner of the league, I think, is going to take take a swing at twelve, and then the the shittiest team in the league is going to look for the guy that's ready to go right away at, at one. So if I like, it just depends what my team is doing at the time. Twelfth uh, pick, yes. First pick, no. There's a difference. Trust me. Okay. Uh, one, two, three, four, seven, nine, eleven, fifteen are gone. Sixteen. 16, this is from Greg. Uh, Jake, where's Greg from? Greg is from Las Vegas, Nevada. Or Nevada is just... Wow, we're, Nevada really... is the, the, the hub of the Basic Talk podcast is, is moving uh, east. For We started out in Portland, and now they've relocated a little bit to Vegas. Uh, we, the, listen, Vegas is a big, big supporter of the Basement Talk podcast. They want Basement Bets back bad. but I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised because they're... Uh, they're they're feeling a little dry right now. They, they, need, they need us to give out terrible betting advice. <laughs> exactly. Yes. So from, from Greg, very simple question. How do you guys approach rookie drafts? It's very simple. You figure out, you figure out your needs. You ignore what people are going to think about your picks. You draft based on needs and which guys are going to improve your team based on the needs that you have. Very simple. Exactly that. I mean, I got laughed off the stage last year for taking Michael Carter at eleven, won me a championship. Yep, yep. It's like it. You address the need that you that you had, regardless of what other people are going to say. And you shouldn't be afraid to go and take. You know, obviously, if you're the first three or four picks, you know, there's not really much creativity that you can kind of do. But if you're at if I was at three, I would consider Chris Olave. I really would. Or four. I would. I would cons- yeah, I would as well. I would. I would as well. But if you're in the back end, you know, if if you're had if you had a successful year and you don't really have a have a ton, but you want to you want to try and shake something up, take a stab. Take a stab. Take, uh, take a stab be. at a guy like a Damian Pierce. Take I, a stab at a yeah. guy like Tyler Algier. I'm Why taking not? one of those. I'm taking if if the board shakes out the way I think it will, I'm going to draft one of those two guys. And I don't blame you. I don't blame you, especially, especially Pierce. Pierce is especially Pierce is exciting. Pierce. I think I yeah. I honestly think Algier might be a little exciting because it's it's weird they just released Mike Davis the day after the draft. It's true. It's true. Yeah. They, they may they may like him more than we more than we think. And hey, if you could tell me, like I said. Algier is going to be the guy by himself with Cordero Patterson. It's a one A one B sort of thing that they have going on. Then Algier at ten is going to be great value. Yeah, I agree. All right, so we have remaining. So these are the ones that you could pick: 14, 13, 12, 10, 8, 6, 5. 5. 5. This is from Thomas. Thomas is from Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Thomas asks. Which side would you rather have in full PPR? The one three and Joe Mixon or the one six and Najee Harris? One six and Najee Harris. One six and Najee Harris for me. I don't I honestly I don't think with receiver unless 
unless you know, right, that a team in the top two is going to be taking a receiver and either Kenneth Walker or Brees Hall will be there at three, then that may change my answer. I agree. But if you're if it's for receiver, say it's your top rated receiver, and uh where the hell is the the question? Here it is. So it's your top rated receiver and Joe Mixon versus a mid-range receiver and Najee Harris. I'm taking mid-range receiver and Najee Harris all day. But if it's Kenneth Walker and Joe Mixon or Breach Hall and Joe Mixon for mid-range receiver and Najee Harris, I'm taking the one three and, and I'm taking the the two running backs. I think that that's very fair. I'm Najee and Dynasty has got to be like the second rated running back right now, right? I mean, yes, yep. I have them at my number two running back. I have them as uh, the fourth player. You know, it's great. You know, what's crazy is the shittiest team in my league because now we're into a year. I think three or four shittiest team. The first year got Jonathan Taylor with the second overall pick, and then was shitty again. Got Najee at the as the first overall pick last year, and he, he was he just missed the, he missed the playoffs by a tiebreaker this year. So he he's getting there. He's getting there. He's, yeah, getting, he's there. getting there. And he's got Juju on the Chiefs now. Like, Mike, it's crazy. Dynasty is crazy. Yeah. And he just he, he took a long way. And I get I give him credit too for not quitting. Love that. No, he he uh, he did not quit. He made a massive trade too that everybody laughed at. I mean, it looks pretty shitty now, but what was the trade? It was bad. But he also found Elijah Mitchell in, in like almost as Mr. Irrelevant last year in the draft as well. And he had no <sighs> idea who he was. That also helped matters. Oh, he traded a haul. He traded but Joe Mixon and Chris Godwin for Lamar Jackson, Mike Williams, Eek. and somebody else that was wild at the time. Not Brandon Ayuk, I hope. No, no, not Brandon Ayuk. It w- I want to say Devontae Parker. This was like Eek. years ago. This Eek. was like this was like MVP Lamar. If that makes sense, yeah. And like Mixon yeah. always injured Mixon. You know what I'm saying? Oh God, the poor soul. But I mean, I can't feel bad for him. He's got Jonathan Taylor, Najee Harris, and now he's probably going to get and Elijah Mitchell too. Yeah, and Elijah Mitchell. Yeah, I mean, those are three running backs. I mean, he's, picking, have your... he's picking seventh this year. <sighs> All right, so he'll, he'll get a, he'll get a top tier receiver. Well, not top tier, mid range receiver, but can be a top tier receiver. Maybe, maybe it's Garrett Wilson. Maybe is he a Jets fan? Pats fan. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, there's nobody. There's nobody for the Pats you're going to be taking. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry, guy. Uh, all right. Jeez. Poor Pats. 6, 8, 10, 12, 13, 14 are left. 12. 12. This is from Nick. Jake, where's Nick from? Nick is from Dublin, Ireland. Oh, well, international. Inter- international podcast. You'd love to see it. Top of the morning to you. Nick was offered the 2-5 and DeAndre Hopkins for 111 and Elijah Moore in a full PPR. Yes or no? Repeat that question for me again. I sure. just need to I just need to sure. be 100% so sure I heard Nick, correctly. So Nick has the 11th overall pick and Elijah Moore. He was offered the 5th pick in the second round and DeAndre Hopkins. My team was good and going to contend for something. I think I would take DeAndre Hopkins. He was picking eleventh. He's picking eleventh, so he he lost the so championship. He, this I, is in a twelve-team league, mind you. Yeah, I think he I lost would, the championship. I, I think I'm taking DeAndre Hopkins. I am too. 
I think I, I think I think I take it's interestingly enough because that sounds a lot like my team, but um, yeah, I think I would take the I think DeAndre Hopkins is going to win people fantasy leagues this year. I really do. I it would sounds take, absolutely crazy to say, but well, hey, time and a place. When the rest when the rest of the league is uh, kind of a little tired in week seven, you're going to have DeAndre Hopkins coming back, fully rested and ready to go. Now. Yeah. Could we have seen the best of DeAndre Hopkins? We could have. We could have. It's, it's, it's quite possible. But I think that's worth the gamble because it, this what this suggests to me is you have a good enough team that you can miss DeAndre Hopkins for six weeks and have guys that can replace him. That's what this says to me if you just lost a championship last year and could entertain this kind of offer. I agree. I, I absolutely agree. I, wow, that's That's a pretty good offer, too. It's a really good offer. It's a very competitive offer. It's a good one. And it's one of those offers where I don't think you're going to look back in a couple of years and say like, oh shit, like I suck because I made that trade. It's like one of those, like, I, I think the the reward is out, outweighing the risk for me. I agree. I agree. And if we're going off of my rookie ranks, so say you're missing out at 11 on, maybe you're missing out on a Pickens or a Dotson. Okay, fine. You're getting DeAndre Hopkins. Cool. But then in the second round, with your, with your second round pick, you're looking at maybe a Damian Pierce, Rashad White, Tyler Algier, maybe a Brian Robinson if you, need, if you need a running back. And then with the fifth pick, you're looking at maybe any of those guys that are left, John, John Mechie, Alec Pierce, Jalen Tolbert, David Bell, maybe a Trey McBride, maybe you need a quarterback, maybe take Kenny Pickett, maybe an Isaiah Spiller, maybe a Wandale Robinson. Maybe Malik Willis. There are a lot of options for you with that. With that's th- those two second round picks that you're going to have. So it's not a complete wash uh, for the rookie draft. I would do that. I would do that. I'd do that as well. Especially if you have a need at running back where you need to replenish some of your running backs. Yeah, I mean you you you're going to have a good amount of running backs to choose from in the, in the second round still. But and you're getting DeAndre Hopkins. So yeah, I would do that. I I would I would do that and. Uh, and hopefully you go win a championship for us uh, this year, Nick. 14, 13, 10, 8. 8. 8. This is from Brian. Brian is from uh, Santiago, Chile. Brian asks to rank these running backs in non-PPR. James Cook, Rashad White, Damian Pierce, Tyler Algier. James Cook, uh, say it again. James White, yep. Tyler James Algier. Cook, James Cook, Tyler Algier, Rashad White, Damian Pierce. Pierce, Algier, Cook, White. Does he give scoring on this? Because that might change that. Uh, let me see. Oh, a non PPR. And non, yeah. Ooh, and non. I would say in non, I would say Pierce, Algier, Cook, White. Yeah, that's what I had. Yep, the same. 10, 13, 14. 13. 13. This is from Colin. Jake, where's Colin from? Blue River, Oregon. We, we not have to go Portland. back to Oregon. Go back to our roots. Go back to our roots twice twice in one show. I mean, hey, Nevada was mentioned twice in one show, so we got to make sure. We, got, we, have to, we have to keep it even. I mean, come In on. Oregon. And Absolutely. not Portland. Maybe Portland's got another in the mailbag. Maybe. You never know. Maybe. You never know. Colin asks, do I deal the 1-4 for Joe Burrow? 
My QBs right now are Tom Brady, Baker Mayfield, and Derek Carr. I mean, in Superflex, yeah, but in non-Superflex, super no. That no, absolutely that. not. Nope, I would not do that. Would that not do that. I, yeah, no. No, 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 no. Don't do that. You offer the 1-4 for a running back or a receiver. You're not offer the 1-4 for a quarterback. Now, Superflex, yes. Just a Superflex, absolutely, yes. But in one quarterback, no way. Now, no. Now, what if I were to flip it on you? What if I was to say it was the one four for Josh Allen? Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yes. I, th- I think I, I think I take that trade. I would too. I think I would, I would take. I, I think Allen and Mahomes are the ones that I think I would do the deal for. Anybody else? No. I'm torn on Mahomes. But I think I would do it. No, con Josh guy, Allen. Torn on Mahomes. We got a problem. I'm torn here. on Mahomes. I'm torn. On I am Mahomes. not torn on Mahomes. Just because I want to see it with him. I, I, you want to see it with Patrick Mahomes? I want to see, see it with Patrick Mahomes without Tyreek Hill. Oh that's my god, bro! No, that's all, Come that's on. All, that's, all, that's all. That's all. That's all. Tyreek Hill played every game of Patrick Mahomes' career. He's never oh, missed no, no, any no, time no, due to no, injuries. No. no. Okay. Fine. Okay. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I would do that, with Patrick Mahomes. Bro, yeah, I would. I, I got to talk you, my man. Yeah. Yeah, I would, I would, it's, I would, but I, I'm also, mis- I'm mostly Mr. Conservative. I want to, I want proven things, and Josh Allen is that proven thing. And Patrick Allen. Mahomes, uh, uh, the Josh Allen won a Super Bowl. That's so proven. Now Patrick oh, Mahomes won a Super oh, Bowl please. the last time. Josh Allen, Josh Allen only lost because a coin beat him. The Chiefs didn't beat him. The fucking coin beat him. Uh, all, I, all I saw the Chiefs was do was score in 13 seconds. Hey, and tra- and Travis Kelsey win me a significant amount of money. So thank you, Travis Kelsey. I appreciate it. Yeah. Ten. Mahomes not proven. Oh my god. 10 and 14. 10. 10. This is from Corey. Corey is from Eugene, Oregon. Rank these wide receivers in half PPR. AJ Brown, Devo Samuel, Deontay Johnson, T. Higgins. All right. AJ Brown, one. Mm-hmm. Debo Samuel, two. It was T. Higgins and somebody else was Deontay. The, uh... T. Higgins, Deontay Johnson. Uh, yeah, give me T. Higgins and give me Deontay Johnson. Give me A.J. Brown, T. Higgins, Debo Samuel, Deontay Johnson. Yeah, you can't you can't put D- T. Higgins ahead of Debo Samuel. I just did. No. I just did because that's that's no way. I have I have big questions about Lance. Big questions about Lance. Now now, if Debo Samuel was going to move to Green Bay, then I would. I mean, if Debo Samuel goes to Green Bay, I might put him in my top 15 if we're being quite honest. But I have major, major we, Trey Lance questions. We don't have, those questions, about, we don't have those questions about Jalen Hurts, though. Oh, we definitely do. We definitely do. I'm low on all of them. I'm low, I'm yeah, low on I, all I, of them. Honestly, I think T. Higgins, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty fine with. But in terms of like being that superstar, maybe not. But well, I'm have, not concerned with Debo, bro. Debo's too good of a player not to get his. I have Brown, Higgins, and Samuel back to back to back. Not inside my top 20. Yeah, A.J. Brown's got to be a top 20 dynasty receiver. He's there. He's there. He's inside the top 20. He's got he's he's 20th. I would say he's 10. 20th. In a he's dynasty 20th. league, the man's like 24 years old. Yeah, he's, he's a 20. He's a 20. I have concerns with Hurts. I have well, concerns with Hurts. If you have concerns with Hurts, I mean, you, you kind of would figure that they would find somebody else next year. Every single one of these receivers has a, has a major problem. Brown has the Hurts problem. Higgins has the, the Jamar Chase problem. Debo Samuel has the Trey Lance problem. 
And Deontay Johnson has the Mitch Trubisky slash what is Kenny Pickett going to look like problem? Yeah, no, Johnson, I don't want I – don't, I personally don't think Deontay Johnson's that good at football. So that's like another thing I have. I really don't think – I don't see it with him. I'm sorry. Put it this way. Put it this way. I don't think he's that good either when Mike Tomlin is completely okay to bench him at times. Yeah. So he can't catch the ball. Correct. Correct. Uh, and the last one at 14, this is from Eric – Jake, where's Eric from? Portland, Oregon. We're back. We're back. Oregon for the rest of the field. No chance. Come on. Nevada tried and just and nobody failed. stacks up. And failed, Lisbon. No, no one stacks up to Portland, Oregon, please. Uh, Eric says, how nervous should I be about Antonio Gibson long term? Nervous. I'd be nervous. <laughs> I'd be nervous. I would be. Would I be, would I be panicking? No, I wouldn't be panicking, but would I really a uh, little bit? Mm, yeah, I'd be, I'd be a little concerned. Like if someone, if someone were to offer me a one, if someone were to offer me a mid first round pick for Gibson right now, I probably would take that. I would too. That's the kind of guy that like still has some value that you try to get away from before he has none. Correct. There are a lot of things that are working against Gibson right now. Want to hear a funny Antonio Gibson trade? That was that sure. happened three years ago? Sure. So remember when Antonio Gibson was a rookie? Yep. Someone traded Antonio Gibson and a third-round pick. Just take a guess. Was it was it Curtis Samuel? No. 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 No, it's it, it, it's it's even worse. Okay. No, it's worse for the guy that was making the trade that, that traded away Antonio Gibson. Believe me. Oh, God. I'm afraid. It was Cooper Cup. Oh! <laughs> yep. And the kid had Justin Jefferson this year, too. Oh! Oh! Bro. Oh! Oh, no. Can you you want to hear something crazy, though? The kid that had Jamar Chase and Cooper Cup last year is picking number one overall this year. Like, how the hell is that even possible? The rest of his team was that horrible. How? The rest of his team was that bad. Oh, my God. That, Ladies and gentlemen, I urge you, do not be like this manager, where if they have both Cooper Cup and Justin Jefferson, and they cannot get a competent enough dynasty team, that is a problem. That is his a massive so problem. Yeah, his running backs are horrible. Well, then you then you trade one. Yeah, then you trade one. It's it's. I mean, I mean, Justin Jefferson I, is a number three ranked player in, in my ranks. You could get a really really nice, really nice return for Justin Jefferson. Like, oh god, that's that's so bad. Oh goodness. Oh, goodness me. Well, but this is when Cooper Cup wasn't Cooper Cup. Right. This was this was the Jared Goff Cooper Cup. Well, now it just looks absolutely diabolical. Oh, no. No. Yeah. Now it's <laughs> now it's just dear Jesus. After seeing the hole that Cooper Cup was traded for last year, you really start thinking to yourself like, huh, not exactly Antonio Gibson in the third round pick. No, no, definitely not. Oh, my God. That's that's brutal. That's absolutely brutal. Uh, let me just make sure that we did all these. We did beautiful. So, um, yeah, that's it. 
we're done. Jake, you something else you want to add? Go ahead. I got one more. Go ahead. This is from uh, Jake and Blue Point. Uh, oh, great place. So, Deshaun Watson. Yep. For pick one seven. Straight up. Let's just say Jake's starting quarterback is Aaron Rodgers. His backups are Kirk Cousins and Zach Wilson. Kirk Cousins, we, we know from the mailbag last year. Phenomenal stream. Uh, if Rodgers has a tough week. matchup. Every week, Kirk Cousins. Every week. And towards the end of the year, it was Jimmy Garoppolo. It was yes. like, like that. I, I digress. Deshaun Watson, straight up for 1-7. Do you do the deal? Yeah. Yeah, you do that. Let's just say uh, Jake gave uh, talking to him. Um, he said that he's pretty comfortable with – he's got seven guys that he's pretty damn comfortable with taking on his team. Yeah, I would do that. I would do that because at the very least, Jake from Blue Point, New York, you at – you have Aaron Rodgers. So if Deshaun Watson is suspended six games, six plus games, four games, you have Aaron Rodgers. You have Kirk Cousins. You, you, there are options that are there that you can very easily replace Deshaun Watson being out. But then when Deshaun Watson comes back, whenever that may be, you probably have a top three or top four dynasty option on your team. I'm willing to live with it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially. Have... Sh- yeah. And also, right. I can turn that with that seventh pick into another trade, too. Yeah. So I have to Sean Watson right now in my, in my ranks. I have Watson as my sixth ranked quarterback behind Justin Herbert, behind Lamar Jackson, and behind Joe Burrow. And then, of course, Allen and Mahomes. But the three, four, five, six sort of guys, even seven with Kyler Murray. They're very, very close for me. They're very interchangeable. Yeah. So I, I, I like that. I would do that. And it gets you because Sean Watson is also 26, I believe. Yes, 26. So he's got a and, lot of and time. And then I can always I can always just draft another quarterback next year to be the Rogers Bingo. successor. Bingo. You can always draft a, another quarterback next year. I think I'm gonna do the if, deal. And if Zach Wilson if Zach Wilson balls out this year, you have Zach Wilson as your successor, or you trade Zach Wilson when he uh, has enough value for you to trade him. And, and we always know we can always stream Kirk Cousins when we don't love Aaron Rodgers. Absolutely. Matchup. I can't wait to have Kirk Cousins questions on the mailbag. Kirk Cousins or, uh, or, 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 or Russell Wilson. Kirk Cousins always. Oh, it's, on like, Sunday it's like, night, not Monday night football. Kirk Cousins on Monday night. Oof, oof. No. No. Kirk Cousins on Sunday night. Mm. Kirk Cousins 425. Yes. Yeah. One o'clock. Oh, yes. Give me at all Detroit. That, at, the, at Detroit with Justin Jefferson guaranteed to play. Yes. Yes, please. I'll take that. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Well, that's going to be it for this edition of the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show, the Dynasty Mailbag. Hopefully, y'all enjoyed it. Uh, Adam and I will be back on Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. Today's Tuesday. Yeah, we'll be recording tomorrow night, and then that episode will be available for you in your inboxes 
on Thursday. We'll be doing a winners and losers um, fantasy segment from the NFL draft. So stay tuned for that. So for Jake, I'm Bird. Thank you so much for listening to the Baseball Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. We'll catch you on the next one. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. Let's go Rangers.